Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Art Rosen Garden with us. Art, how do the cards work? What's behind their success? Well, very simply, they're oracles. And this is what oracles do. And um, to understand what an oracle does psychologically, oracles do three things. They translate a problem or a question into an image language like that of dreams. That's one thing they do. The oracles also mirror the unconscious forces shaping any given moment or situation. The unseen, they pull that out into awareness. And then finally, they reveal that in every symptom, conflict, or problem, there's an inner spirit trying to communicate to you. So that, I mean, oracles have have been uh, around for at least 5,000 years, and uh, many different oracles. Um, The oldest oracle to uh, exist into, you know, the modern age is the Chinese uh, Yi Jing, or I Ching. Mm -hmm. Um, Tarot is a Western Renaissance-based oracle. And um, it's, uh, but the thing that makes it so unique is it works with images, pictures, and uh, very, very complex uh, pictures in that they're, they're filled with all kinds of layers of meaning. And imagery, images um, are, are the language of intuition. So tarot cards and all oracles really stimulate intuition, and they open up that um, way of, of looking. And finally, intuition really shows us uh, possibilities in the present. They open up new possibilities in, in the present situation that we haven't otherwise considered. Art, when you pull the death card or the devil card or any of these other heinous-looking cards, <laughs> is that bad news? No. You know, I've, you know, you've asked me this many, many times, and you know my my answer. Yes. Uh, like You usually ask me, uh, what does it mean if I get the death card? And I always tell you the same thing, George. It means you're going to die. And, of but, course, you always say that facetiously. I do, because we're all going to die eventually, and um, we just don't, it doesn't say when you're going to die or how you're going to die, but it is the, um, the death archetype. It's a part of life. And so when you pull the death card, you are there, you have an opportunity to consider the whole spectrum of meanings associated with death and dying. Now, the death card in tarot is often interpreted as uh, dissolution, transformation, metamorphosis, but also we can't rule out, you know, physical, you know, death and dying is all included within the spectrum of that particular archetype. But that doesn't mean you get the card run and hide or 
or panic or anything like that? No. In fact, it's a really great card because it, it most often in a reading means it's kind of the end of a cycle. The death, it's like an ego death, you could say. It's, it's, you know, out with the old. But in tarot cards, traditionally, there's always in the death card a rising sun in the background, meaning kind of de- death rebirth. You know, there's out with the old, and it's really about the you know, the loss part, but there's always a new beginning arising in the card. So it opens up both those, both sides of that, you know, archetype, as I would say. Does it also mean it could be the death of a relationship, the death of a job or something Absolutely. like that? Absolutely. It, it, it could be the death of a, uh, you know, the, the, the death of, of, uh, living in a particular community and moving somewhere new, um, or it could be the death of, you know, uh, being a, a parent of kids still in the house when your kids leave and go away to college. That's that's experienced as a kind of death, you could say. Absolutely. What? Since you've been doing this, you've been doing this for a long, long time. Yes. What What has been for you the most impactful thing with the tarot cards? Well, the tarot cards goes under, you know, there's three levels, you could say. You know, there's our ordinary uh, everyday situation level, and then there's the collective level, which is, you know, kind of an invisible scaffolding of what we're all feeling in the culture based on, you know, the the economy and what's happening in the world and you know what's happening in our age etc and then the underneath that there's a third level which we might call the deep self and the, the tarot goes under those first two levels and brings out your connection with the deep self where where you connect with what you feel to be true in your heart that's that's the level um that uh tarot really works, and it's extremely positive and uh, spiritually based. Uh, it seems like every tarot reader reading comes out with with the conclusion that you need to get more into your spiritual self, uh, and that's, that's, you know, there's all these misconceptions about the tarot, and tarot has brought that on itself, and there, uh, a lot of hoopla, and a lot of, you know, there's frauds and fakes and all that, but the 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 Actually, the art of tarot is is a really deep, beautiful, uh, brilliant thing. I think. How far back do they go? Uh, well, the first known cards were discovered in uh, Europe in the uh, late 1300s, and but their origin is up for debate. Some some speculate that they could originate all the way back to ancient Egypt or China, some theorize uh, India, some theorize um, extra <laughs> extraterrestrial origins. But my own thought on that is that the tarot, um, uh, the first designer of tarot is the human imagination, that they emerge from human consciousness, and they, they are kind of the blueprints of... Uh, the you know what, what what Jung called the collective unconscious, 
and they're universal, and they, the images uh, can vary, but the meaning behind them are kind of the core universal parts that all human beings um, possess, and um, it, so it gets you into kind of the universal human experience. Or what happens if somebody gets to or hires a bad tarot card reader mm-hmm. or interpreter? Yeah. Um, that happens, well, doesn't it? Oh, it certainly does happen. It's something that, you know, troubles me. And um, uh, so I... Um, see, I don't use tarot, tarot divination for um, predicting the future. Sometimes the reading just calls for it because it's so obvious that it's pointing to the future. But um, I, 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 I view a reading as a deep uh, examination of your present state of mind. Explain that. What's that? Explain that. Well, I, I don't really believe there is a future as we think of it. The future is a concept is a construct. The future always emerges as a part of the present moment. It's part of the now. It's all uh, happening now. The, the future's an idea. It's an important idea, but it, it's happening in this moment, and it's very changing. We tend to think of the, the future as um, existing uh, in 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 some in some time dimension ahead of ourselves that we can't know but the the future is accessible in the present moment it's how we view our unfolding how we view where we're going or where we fear to go but that's all occurring in the present moment if you have a tarot reader who's very enlightened psychically inclined does that make it even better Because not only if they are, but if you're reading tarot cards for very advanced people, and I've read at like Buddhist retreat centers with some very high meditators, and they've come to me for readings, and they just get it immediately. I don't even have to say anything. You know, I'll present what the card is, and I'll show them, and they'll just smile and nod. You don't even need any words because it's so, um, you know, apparent. It's so obvious. You've written how many books on tarot now? Uh, four, right? Four, uh, probably, and a couple of workbooks, but, yeah, four. Uh, one, one is my deck, which I created myself out of uh, sample therapy. It's a very unique deck where I added a few cards to the major arcana, and uh, it's called Tarot of the Nine Paths, which is also available on Amazon, by the way. Um, and my my book, Tarot of the Future, is a deep uh, philosophical look at the emerging themes of our time, uh, and really it's all about the meaning of time and uh, um as opposed to um, the experience of time. What has been one of the strangest readings you've ever done, Art? Oh, my God. Um, and I'm sure there have been a lot. <laughs> well, I don't 
know if it was the strangest one that I I thought was kind of amusing that that comes up for me is I was uh, reading at a big uh, party in Palm Springs where they hired a bunch of, of of readers and we all had our own private little tents and this was a you know a black tie affair we had all these these wealthy sophisticated people and a man sits down in my booth and I give him a reading it was a New Year's um, it was a New Year's Eve uh, reading, and um, so I go through a whole, you know, ten-card reading, and uh, the final card that I turn for him, I say, and um, really the, you know, the theme of the coming year for you will be, and I turn the fool card, right? And the, huh. the, the man has this kind of really goofy grin on his face when he sees that, so I, I, I felt really curious, so I said, um, I'm curious, uh, what is it that you do, sir, in your work? And he said, oh, I'm a brain surgeon. I love it. <laughs> so I thought that was amusing to me with the fool and all of that. He's not messing with my brain, I'll tell you that. Not you're going to say he's a comedian in Hollywood <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> right, right. Have you seen... Not necessarily the death card, but have you seen a crisis or controversy with an individual when you flip cards? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, even on your show, um, um, there, there, uh, the last time I was on, uh, uh, there, there was a woman who uh, called, and it was, you know, she was a very sweet woman. I was, she had all kinds, you know, older lady, and she had all kinds of really... Uh, severe medical issues, and unfortunately, I pulled the death card uh, as the final card for her. And it it was kind of apparent. I I kind of talked about death as death awareness and preparation and things like that. But it was right there, and it was hard. You know, it it was hard to confront. But I did confront. You know, I did. You know, like I never hedge on a card i kind of tell it the way it is and i just trust that people will adjust to find a way to accept it and evaluate it and look at it and um if you if you try to disguise a card or you you soften it or something like people will know they can feel it intuitively that what it really is saying to them so um I said it very compassionately and gently to the person, but I didn't, you know, hedge on the fact that, you know, um, you know, my feeling was that the, the the lady was going to die soon, and and so that that's that's difficult, but it's it's true. So, but uh, you have a sensitivity about you, though, Art, don't you? I'm an intuitive. I'm an intuitive, and uh, tarot's really helped to open my intuition. I think I, I'm a natural intuitive, and in in my in my work as a therapist, I mean, I like I, I said, I, I see 35 patients every week. So I've, I've the work itself, working with people on that kind of deeper level, just uh, opens opens a certain type of sensitivity, I suppose, and. Uh, yeah, so all of that is just kind of a natural thing for me. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.